the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show Hour 2, Hour Dose, on this Monday evening jam-packed show last hour with uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf, Larry Elder. Uh, we will open up the show for, for calls if you want to weigh in, 888-344-1170. Anybody out there watch any of this Chris Christie town hall? Man, I was just checking Twitter. People are like, RFK Jr. is polling at 20% and they won't give him a town hall, but they'll put Chris Christie on at 1%. Well, you want to know why? This was bone deep, down to the marrow, stupid. Yeah, you want to, it, it, it is. Well, it's, I don't know. They're stupid. But here's the thing. It depends on what your goal is. Because if your goal is just to trash Trump, you're going to want Chris Christie on. Christie knows, Andrea, that he has less of a chance than the Pence fly to win the presidency. Absolutely. That's why he's a, the only reason why he's there and CNN had him there instead of RFK Jr. is because it's all about trying to destroy MAGA. That's all it is. They're trying to destroy this. He's there as the Uniparty stooge, him, Asa Hutchinson, pretty much all the rest of them except DeSantis. DeSantis is truly conservative. He's a great governor. But the problem with DeSantis is, is that he's obviously part of the establishment because you cannot put out and do what his, what his team is doing, blaming Trump. If, if you're blaming Trump today... It is literally no different than you're blaming a woman for being raped because she was wearing a short skirt. Literally no better. Trump has done absolutely nothing wrong. And if your team is in any, any way gloating, any way blaming the victim here, instead of full-throated, you don't want to suspend your campaign to go to outside that courthouse tomorrow, fine. But to be blaming him all day is such bad strategy it makes me question DeSantis's intellect at this point number one number two it tells me that he doesn't really take this deep state seriously because if they manage to run off Trump they don't he doesn't think they're going to be coming after him did he not watch the Tony Awards last night I didn't I never watched the Tony Awards even back when I was you know interested in Hollywood because you know I don't care about Broadway it's never you know live theater's never really been my first love. I'm a movie lover, TV lover. I enjoy going to the theater um but how many times have I been able to go to Broadway, right? Evidently last night it was all about trans and the first awards that were given out were given out to trans people because I guess that's just what good theater is based on these days. It's not about whether or not you can act. Lawrence Olivier must be rolling over in his grave. 
grave, right? Angela Lansbury, who made the who did who did Mame, right? Uh, and, and all the great theatrical actors, if they're still alive today, must be must be just. Are you kidding me? They used to celebrate acting on Broadway like Macbeth, right? Now it's it's all about whether or not you've taken some hormones and cut wax something off or gotten you know something inserted in you. It's absolutely insane. Um, but back to the indictment. Lindsey Graham got literally legit angry yesterday with George Stephanopoulos. Because let me remind you guys, George Stephanopoulos, you know, he was like chief of staff or whatever for Bill Clinton or ran the bimbo eruption rooms or whatever. I don't remember what Stephanopoulos did for Bill Clinton. But let me remind you guys, in this Presidential Records Act stuff, Bill Clinton was caught with crap in his underwear drawer, his sock drawer. There was a lawsuit that resulted, and the courts came back and said under the Presidential Records Act, which, by the way, uh, the Records Act does not have a criminal element, it was found that the president has the right to do whatever they want to do, including national defense documents. We'll get more to that later. So, Lindsey Graham yesterday got fed up Lady Graham actually got fed up, who was a former federal prosecutor, by the way, got fed up with uh, George Stephanopoulos and had this to say clip two. Well, here's what I believe. We live in an America where if you're the Democratic candidate for president, Hillary Clinton, secretary of state, you can set up a private server in your basement to conduct government business. And when an investigation is had about your activity. No, let me finish. But you didn't answer the question. That was ridiculous. Well, yeah. I'm trying to answer the question from a Republican point of view. That may not be acceptable on this show. Yes, I don't like what President Trump did in certain aspects. I don't like that Joe Biden had classified information on the garage. I don't like that Mike Pence carelessly took classified information. I don't like any of that. But what I don't like is a system in America where the secretary of uh, state, who's a Democratic uh, candidate for president, has people take a hammer to social media devices and break them apart, apply beach, uh, bleach bit to a hard drive to erase emails, allow classified information to get on a felon's computer, Anthony Weiner. You haven't even mentioned that. Most Republicans believe we live in a country where Hillary Clinton did very similar things and nothing happened to her. President Trump will have his day in court. But espionage charges are absolutely ridiculous. Whether you like Trump or not, he did not commit espionage. He did not disseminate, leak, or provide information to a foreign power or to a news organization to damage this country. He is not a spy. He's overcharged. Did he do things wrong? Yes, he may have. He will be tried about that. But Hillary Clinton wasn't. Your old boss committed perjury in a civil lawsuit, lost his law license, obstructed justice in a dozen ways, and he didn't get prosecuted. I know he was impeached. Well, he's not prosecuted. Hat tip to Lady Graham, who who rattled off uh, quite the list, however incomplete. Speaking of her attorneys, oh, you know this case is bad against him because his own attorneys are, are testifying against him. They were forced to. Attorney-client privilege was breached. People are actually using constitutional protections that have been stripped away as though it's evidence that he's done something wrong. 
This is insane where we're at in this country. And who was this guy Smith doing this, by the way? Um, uh, uh, Smith happened to be the guy who replaced Jim Baker as general counsel, I believe, for the FBI and actually signed his name to one of the phony FISA warrants against Carter Page. And yet Bill Barr had the gall today to say, yeah, he's been targeted in the past and I defended him on those. But, you know, this is not a part of a witch hunt. Really? Let me read you a stat here. Little Barr. See if I can find it. Oh, shoot. I don't have it in front of me. It has to do with uh, Breitbart has an article out today. About how many, how many uh, reports that uh, the national, the NARA, the national uh, records people get? They get about eighty calls, every eighty calls a year from libraries connected to former officials because of classified documents, including high levels of, of national defense and, and documents uh, that are related to national defense that are unsecure that are being left around by former officials, including, but uh, but not limited to, former presidents of the United States. There is, there is, everybody is playing fast and loose with their classified documents, even ones related to national security. This is absolute crap. In addition, according to Julie Kelly, she says that, uh, speaking of Smith, he's not even charging Trump for possessing alleged classified documents found in the 15 boxes that Trump gave to NARA in January of 2022, which is what supposedly prompt, prompted the criminal referral. So then what was it based on? Kelly goes on to say Smith's investigative coup is wholly reliant on Obama judge Beryl Howell, which is why Garland then um, uh, had Smith, uh, Garland and Smith conducted all their work in D.C., then switched to Florida at the last minute. She says anyone insisting this process and indictment are legit is either uninformed or spinning for political purposes. That includes Bill Barr. Some more details you need to know. She says the court files related to Trump's lawsuit seeking a special master offer far more info than Smith's indictment. Do you remember back after the Mar-a-Lago raid? They came in and took all these documents and, and there was a lot of panic because it was like they're getting all these documents. You know, somebody needs to be in charge of reviewing them. It can't be up to the FBI. We, they're not trustworthy. They could have, you know, destroyed documents, claimed that they've got documents. They didn't really do proper uh, identify, a proper inventory of the documents they took. So there was a need for a special master. And then there was court cases related to that. So Julie Kelly says the court files related to Trump's lawsuit seeking a special master offer far more information than Smith's indictment. Be wary of those commenting on classified docs case who didn't follow that lawsuit or aren't getting up to speed on the timeline and events. She says, to me, Trump's biggest mistake was not fighting the ridiculously broad subpoena for all documents with, quote, quote, classified markings. No president would have willingly complied the way Trump did. Of course, no former president would have faced such a subpoena. She says in less than a month, he and his team conducted searches for requested documents. Trump delayed moving to Bedminster for the summer to greet Jay Bratt, DOJ counterintelligence chief, and the FBI investigators at Mar-a-Lago. He offered his 
cooperation. Uh, they produce more documents. Were mistakes made? She says probably. But Smith's accusation that there was a willful attempt to hide national defense docs, not part of May 22 subpoena, by the way, is false on its face. It's a false charge. Um, she said DOJ's Jay Brat uh, was tempted. At- She's now going back into the special master case in which Judge Cannon, the Trump appointee, and right now the left is trying to get Judge Cannon uh, to recuse herself because of the way she handled the special master hearing. During that hearing, Department of Justice's Jay Bratt was tap, dan- tap dancing around Judge Cannon's direct question about whether docs in question were, quote, classified. Bratt, there are over 300 of these inventoried as classified. We treat them all presumptively as classified. Do you not see that this is, I'm trying to call like the most important points to like, because it's so voluminous. Trump is being railroaded here. But the American people are being told that if Bill Barr is saying this is bad and it's damning, then it must be. Oh, well, that was Trump's appointee and it was a really bad one. Bill Barr's purpose was to cover for the swamp. At no point. Did he really defend Trump? What he was doing was providing cover for him covering for the swamp. At no point when he came and sat before the committee and addressed the Mueller investigation, did he say what, what, what his own investigator Durham did two weeks ago, that there was never probable cause and the investigation should have never been started in the first place. Never said it. Bill Barr is a traitor who should be tried for treason. Julie Kelly, one more thing, and then I'll take a break. She says, no one knows this case better than Judge Cannon. Her rulings not only carefully detailed why a third party was necessary, she busted the Department of Justice for a lax filter team process that resulted in privileged communications passed to investigators at least three times. Um, She she goes on to say that uh, this judge confronted DOJ in a way I've yet to see uh, in, in covering any of the Jan 6 court proceedings over two and a half years. She goes on to say not a single legal expert has raised any concern that an Obama judge who's repeatedly expressed bias and contempt for Trump has handled all uh, uh, G.J. I don't know what that means. Matters for both classified docs and Jan 6. Where is tribe's condemnation of pro-Democrat and former Democrat Senator Judge Jerry Judge Beryl Powell? They're terrified because Cannon is one of a few federal judges with a spine to take on this corrupt, weaponized DOJ. Pray she keeps that spine as she is under relentless assault by these fraudsters. Got to take a break. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Oh my gosh, dynamite in a dress. How dare I use that after the comments that I made on the Dr. Phil show. Yeah, evidently the Dr. Phil show replayed uh, the episode with me. I needed the warning, Dr. Phil producers, because I got crazy emails and people tweeting at me over it. We'll get into that in a moment because since people are so hysterical over it today, I might as well revisit the topic. Um, before we get into that, a little entertainment news. Treat Williams. Who remembers the actor Treat Williams? He died in a motorcycle accident at the age of 71. 
Um, he was in he was in Hair back in 1979. He was in movies like The Deep End of the Ocean with Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, he was in um, Everwood. I never watched Everwood. Um, he was in. You should know this, my dear. He was in. Star Wars Episode well, 5. I didn't know that, to be fair, because he was actually uncredited. Oh, he he was Echo Base Trooper in yeah, Star... Yeah, he was just a trooper uh, in, in the in the base scene at the beginning of the movie. Okay, I have no idea what that means. Okay. So, you okay. So, anyway, died in a motorcycle accident, age of 71. That's so sad. Um, a motorcycle crash after a car cut him off while he made a turn... Um, just hours after he shared a snap of himself cutting grass at his Vermont ranch. Um, wow, that's just sad. And you know why? Because I don't think I've ever heard he was making a left or, or, or a right hand, right. And okay. would be. <laughs> Somebody told people he was killed this afternoon. He was making left or right hand. Well, it w- it's got to be one of those. <sighs> and a car cut him off. Um. This was a neighbor, evidently. Um, I'd never heard anything negative about Treat Williams. Uh, did you ever hear anything politically about him? Nope. He worked, evidently, just nonstop throughout his career. Good, handsome guy. Um, evidently, I mean, well-respected. Golden Globe nominated. I don't know if he won the Golden Globe. I think it's sad when you've got somebody like that who's just a really solid person in Hollywood and, you know, who... Who never, never was known to be, you know, kept his politics to himself who passed away tragically. So, you know, prayers for his family. You have a TV story to share? Yeah, rather sad. I'm, I'm a big fan of game shows. Uh, always have been. One of my favorites, Wheel of Fortune. Uh, just heard earlier on today after next season. So he'll be here this season. And after next season, Pat Sajak for Wheel of Fortune is going to be hanging it up. Well, I mean, it's it's been. I'm looking at them. They're on one of the monitors right now. Um, many, many years. I love I love Pat Sajak as a conservative. Also, talking about somebody else you never hear a bad thing about. Same thing. Yeah. Well, um, the left doesn't like Pat Sajak, given some of his tweets. He has been quite conservative in some of his tweets over the years. But it, you know, in terms of being a nice guy, uh, I mean, you know, him and Vanna. I love the fact that Vanna, uh, who's in her sixties. I don't know, you know, I think she looks great for her age, particularly given the fact that she doesn't appear to have had any crazy stuff done. She just looks like no, she's... pretty natural. She's pretty natural. She looks great. And I love that those two have stuck together all these years. And it's a great, still a great, you know, concept, great show. There's been a few moments that... Um, um, that, that you know, we're a little cringe. You can't do a show for that many years and not, not have ha- cringe moments. And not have cringe moments. And you know what? They just continued on, and um, I just love them. So it's going to be sad. It's going to be kind of like it's so sad. I mean, now both. I mean, different. Uh, you know, different endings to the story. I mean, Alex Trebek was unfortunately just passed Alex, away, yeah. but we don't have him from Jeopardy, and now Pat yeah. retiring from Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can if they can replace him. Um, so yeah. Okay. So TV. So I started getting these nasty emails. First of all, I started getting emails from this one guy over and over and over again. How long have you been like a a, a contributor or how long have you been doing the Dr. Phil show? And I'm like, what? Why is this person? What's going on here? Then I started getting the nasty tweets from people today. Um, read a couple of the tweets that I've, that I've received today. Um, I, I, 
I, I tweeted something politically and then somebody retweeted, is this you, Andrea Kay, with my comments on the Dr. Phil show? And I thought, well, that was a, six months ago. Why is anybody uh, coming at me for the Dr. Phil show? Well, then I realized that they had replayed uh, my, seg- my, my episode. Are they obligated to tell you, Andrea, or is it just kind of a common courtesy? I actually don't know. I think that it, it, to me, it, it, it's, it, you know, in... In motion picture TV, when it's a scripted series, they let you know when your show is going to be re- rebroadcast. They, 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 and I feel like they should have done it here because what my episode was about, um, oh, Hempress Zen, this you, Mrs. K, um, and she and retweeted at Andrea K show creeps and predators are roaming around looking for women to victimize. When you attract creeps and predators, you attract creeps and predators. Um, shame on at Dr. Phil, many wonderful conservative voices, and you picked her. <laughs> um, let me explain to you how TV works. They picked me after watching a lot of hours of the Andrea K show and knew exactly the kind of uh, commentary that I brought. In fact, after only getting three hours sleep and them having me show up at the studio at 6 a.m., the topic was, um, you know, are women dressing too scantily clad for society today? They knew exactly. They spent an hour on the phone with me after watching lots of the Andrew K. show. They knew exactly what I was going to say. Then at 7 a.m. in the morning, the producers came in and said, we want you I was one of quite a few guests that were going to be there, and they had guests they had picked in the audience, and they said, we want to kick it off with you to set the tone of the show. So let me tell you, let me explain to you how it works, young lady. Um, They knew exactly who they were picking. My comments were exactly why I was on the show. And thank you so much for responding to it because it got the reaction that they were looking for. I was incredibly honest, though. I wasn't victim shaming anybody. Here's some other comments. And then I'll share with you some of the things that I had to say. Because I immediately started getting flooded uh, for my emails. Um, Let's see here. John Geiger. Hi. After watching an episode of Dr. Phil and hearing what you had to say, I found myself agreeing with you. So I checked out your website. I was amazed. He was being a liar. I'd like to point out the hypocrisy in your tagline, dynamite in a dress. Dresses are something designed specifically to attract the attention of men. I'm not sure how you don't understand that. I don't think I'll be following you after all. Oh, that was really supposed to hurt. Um, by the way, I was called, I, I was given the moniker dynamite in a dress because of my opinion. My, uh, basically, my mom said, when, when I had you, I thought you were going to be like another little Southern belle sitting in a corner wearing a dress. And instead, I got dynamite in a dress. So that's what dynamite in a dress means. My, I stand by my comments on today's show. It is absolutely, and I talked about it at the time that I went on, it is disgusting and cringe. We are talking about girls wearing, wearing shorts cut so high that their butts are flopping around out there. Women walking around uh, wearing such sheer clothing that you can see every part of their body. We don't, men don't, men are not allowed to walk around in society like this. Why are you wanting to put your body out like that? Why are you sharing your body to the world? Because you want men to have a sexual reaction to you. And then when they give you that reaction, you claim that you're the victim. It's unfair to men. You're minimizing yourself. 
you're minimizing your value. The message you're sending to the world is that your most important lady part, your brain, isn't worthy of attention. All you have to offer men is your sexual parts. You're devaluing yourself. And it is unfair to men. Now, let me be clear. There is no part, as I use the victim analogy, like blaming Trump for the way he's been victimized. I don't believe that a woman ever is to blame for any sexual assault on her. Right? A rape victim is is never to blame for the fact that she wore a short skirt. But the image you put out there is the one you want received. You want to be received as a skank. You want to be thought of as a skank. You want to be thought of as somebody that's easy, that's going to give it up on the first date. Then just go ahead and walk around out in the world half naked. Okay. Let me read some of the, and, and, and I got a really heartfelt response from a lady named Carol. Um, I love your talk on Dr. Phil. Oh, no, this is somebody trying to hawk a book to me. Hang on. I think you're an over-opinionated woman who looks down or knows at others. We should be allowed to dress however we choose to dress in public or in our own homes. If you don't like it, don't look. That's one of the things that I had to say. That if you don't like it, don't look. When I'm on an escalator and the woman above me has her butt cut out of her shorts, why should I have to be obligated to try to crank my neck to look in another, another direction? Wrong. Don't put the burden, the burden should not be on other people because you dress inappropriately. And oh, by the way, uh, one of the things I talked about was I've heard from other women about, about, about having a a birthday party in a backyard with a pool and women showing up with, in thong string bikinis. It's inappropriate. There was a time in this country where we dressed appropriately just because you can doesn't mean you should. And if you want men, and and by the way, men are still men. I don't know if you want to speak to the skins, but I still believe that men would rather, uh, rather, uh, they'll be happy to take that milk for free that you're giving away. But when it comes time for marriage, who are they going to want to marry? They're going to want to marry a woman that hasn't given it away to everybody. They're going to want to marry a woman that shows respect for herself. If you don't show respect for yourself, don't be expecting it from anybody else. I'm trying to find an email I got from a mom whose son is autistic. And she reached out to me today. Let me see if I can find this email. Here it is. I am a mom raising four kids in the suburbs of Salt Lake City. I have never heard of you nor your podcast show, but I happened upon the Dr. Phil show on TV where you were a guest. I don't usually walk Dr. Phil, but the title slut shaming or asking for modesty caught my eye because this is a subject I've been battling on a daily basis in my community. I love what you had to say. I wish I could reach through the TV and hug you. My oldest son is on the autism spectrum or neurodivergent and deals with heightened awareness of subjects. So when puberty hit, it turned to women. It was a tough few years as we taught him how to navigate this world that is so saturated in the lack of modesty. It was heartbreaking to know that 95% of the issue was happening at school with girls being allowed to wear next to nothing, even though it was against the dress code. 
When anyone, including teachers, protests, we were told we are body shaming these girls. The dress code has rules against wearing any clothing with images that are pornographic in nature. Yet they let the girls walk around wearing outfits that are literally soft porn. My son, where everything is elevated in his brain tenfold, had girls coming up to him in the hall saying hello as they slowly bend over. They knew that he had struggled and they would flaunt it in his face. I asked him what his response was and he said he would tell them to go away and look the other direction. Then he said the girls would just laugh and walk off. How is that fair to my son? He cannot choose to use his eyes to navigate the halls at school, but these girls do have a choice in what they wear. I know my fight is with my school district, but your comments on Dr. Phil made me feel less alone in the fight. I was always taught that my body is a sacred gift from God and I should treat it as such, only sharing it with my husband after marriage. I know this is an archaic thought process today, but we need to realize that men and women should be treated equal in the majority of ways, but are not wired the same. God is the master creator and he knows what he was doing when he made men and women differently. Just as we must teach our boys the consequences of their actions, so should girls be held to the same standard when they decide to, as you said, put all their lady parts out there for anyone to see. Thank you for sharing your passion for the subject unapologetically. It was refreshing and you are not alone. Sorry, this was long. Going to take a break. Any thoughts on the matter? What do you think? Should women be allowed to just wear whatever they want? 888-344-1170. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Yaz is on the line. She wants to weigh in. Before the break, I was talking about my Dr. Phil show. They re-aired the episode, and I've been getting all kinds of emails about, about it. Some pros and a whole lot of cons, and Yaz wants to weigh in. Is this my buddy, Yaz? Hey, AK. Hey, girl. I, I know there's other people named Yasmin, so I, I know there's other people named Yasmin, so I wanted to confirm it was you. Yes, it's me. <laughs> you know what? We got your back, AK. How dare anybody say anything negative against your comments? Thank you, oh, my, my dear. Goodness. Thank you, my dear. What do you think you know, about I, the issue? I, I think that modesty is something that as women, you know, first of all, men are visual. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, that's kind of the way they were made. And I think it's up to us to dress appropriately Mm -hmm. uh, where we go. And, you know, there was one church I used to attend, and there were women that came in, and I just thought to myself, did you look in the mirror before you left the house? (laughs) You know? I mean, here I, I, I I was born and raised in a Muslim household where I didn't have to wear the burqa, but, man, we could wear shorts. My mm-hmm. sister and I, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't have even short sleeves. Well, let me so, tell you what, well, let me tell you, as you, a lot of people might, might not know this, but in parts of the deep South, um, uh, uh, where uh, I grew up and where mama grew up, mama was not allowed to wear shorts. My mother wasn't allowed to wear shorts either. So there's a lot of, yeah, we couldn't, I don't think I was allowed to wear pants to church. I had to wear a dress. Um, swimsuits had to be one piece. We had a lot, growing up in the deep south, they 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 were behind the times. And, and um, but I, I do think there's a, still a place where I think shorts are okay. I wasn't allowed to wear them in school till college. Um, I just think that, um, it, it, I, I think... 
I, I know I sound like a prude, Yaz, but no, it, it, you it, don't. I, Not I don't. At all. I don't want us to sound like we're supporting your childhood or Mama's childhood where you couldn't wear shorts because then they're like, well, it makes us sound hypocritical. But I do think that there's a line that shouldn't be crossed. I don't. I think your right. your parts should be right. covered. And when I'm going out in public, I'm seeing women showing their lady parts. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And they think nothing about it. And then the beach. I mean, oh, my goodness. I mean, you might yeah. as well not even wear your song, for goodness sakes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and then there's these little kids running around and, oh, you know, just not not a good scene. Not no, it's scene. not. It's it's about it's we used to have we used to be a culture of level of of what would considered to be appropriate. Um, women wouldn't wear certain certain revealing clothes around their husbands, you know, friends. Right. Right, for example, and right. you know, and you wouldn't you wouldn't wear certain things around around children, and you you wouldn't use certain language. It's like there, there's just we're I, I we're literally almost at the point of Sodom and Gomorrah, and I don't know that looking back that I would have gone even though I talked to the Doctor Phil people in advance that that I didn't know they were they were going to title it slut shaming and and all this kind of stuff yeah. because you know it's like I'm not you know. Why are we called that? That was a pejorative that was used against me instead of allowing me uh, to just have a different point of view. It was a way right. that it was a way of them putting me down for simply suggesting that that women accept responsibility for the reaction that they get from men. And I don't mean physical sexual assault, but it's like if a man doesn't, you know, you know, they literally were saying that that they were bashing men in the audience and saying that men who are having a natural reaction to them need to be reconditioned to not have the reaction to them you're a you're a nurse you know that that's not (laughs) that's not going to happen that's not going to happen hashtag science right right exactly exactly so then it became almost like a movement to try to change men somehow that we're going to literally put this in men's face and then shame them for giving us a natural reaction right well i believe in modesty all the way i i 100 percent back you up and i'm thankful for you and what you had to say well thanks thankful for you too and i will say that yaz you know and our friends on facebook she has two of the most beautiful daughters you've ever seen and in spite of them being so athletic and so beautiful and gorgeous i see them dress in a way even on the beach that is appropriate well, thank you very much, you, Andrea. I, thank I, you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Love you. Thanks for calling. You know, um, I, I, look, this is this isn't necessarily new. I can remember one time my sister. I'm over, I may be oversharing here, but I can remember her calling me. and She was mad and told her daughter, "You need to go change because you're not going to go to school dressed like an Aeros, Aerosmith video skank." Okay, we don't do that. <laughs> so a lot of it comes down to the parents, doesn't it, Skins? Well, yeah. I mean, when my kids were in in school, you know, in high school and whatnot, and I would be, you know, my when my hours were driven, I was dropping them off in the morning. I would be just appalled even back then, 
you know, 10, 11 years ago where the the, the girls just showing up in, it's like, where is the dress code? And okay, mm-hmm. there is a dress code. Why isn't it being enforced? It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. And I just think it's unfair to men. The men bashing going on. Men will on. not change their mentality as you and Yasmin both attested to. It's just, it's all, it, that's, they're wired that way. God made us that way. Well, and this is part of the cultural movement to, to destroy the natural relationships between men. We've got to destroy the family. They've got to destroy the nat- natural relationships that exist between men and women. We've got to sterilize men and, and literally and figuratively going after our ability to reproduce. Uh, this, this, this is all tied to the trans movement. Um, it's, it's all tied together. It's about destroying the fabric of our nation. Um, Charlie Kirk, uh, was trending today on Twitter because he dared to say at a turning point event, uh, over the weekend that young women, instead of putting their career first, should maybe think about putting marriage first and start thinking about settling down because what's happening is, and the left pushes this, right? Well, oh, I want to be a partner in my law firm. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then they then they wake up and they're in their thirties. They want to have a family. They, and they they understand. They have no idea why they haven't found somebody. They haven't found. They haven't no idea why they haven't found anybody. The clock is ticking. And let me tell you, I know friends with fertility, major fertility issues at 31, 32. There's a reason why we're supposed to be at our we're not supposed to be. We're at our height of repro- reproductivity uh, as women in in our twenties. And you only have a certain number of eggs and they start, you know, and every year, particularly after 35, it goes like you're down to 10% chance. So 30 to 35, you're losing fertility, but they're pushing women to, you know, this. So it's all tied together. It's all about destroying this nation by destroying our culture and destroying the family unit. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not just what Pfizer is doing with, you know, the, you know, the vaccines and everything. Right. Like, this is tied to what we talked about mm-hmm. uh, earlier on in the show. It's just a different facet. It's all tied together. We're going to take a break. When we come back. Another cultural aspect and related to we, we touched on a little bit with Larry Elder. I want to talk a little bit about the gross display at the White House with it with the trans flag and also a good news story related to the Dodgers to share with you guys. So come on back. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I'm just watching some video of Trump at the Doral night before the dude's getting arraigned on federal charges that if he's convicted he'll spend the rest of his life in jail he's hanging out taking pictures with people i mean he's just he's he has said that he will continue to run even if he gets convicted i mean it, it, what if we all as americans were willing to sacrifice like that for our country because you know as we played the clip from rachel maddow last week if he if he said I'll go away and I won't run for president, it would all be it would all go away tomorrow. Yeah, they're only going after him because they know what if, if he got into office exactly what he would do and he would expose them all. Right. That's what this is all about. The FBI confirmed today or GOP lawmakers, their uh, the FBI infi- uh, informant has confirmed that Joe Biden is the big guy. What Joe Biden has done, bribery as the vice president, is treason. That's literally not only impeachable, but that's, in the old days, we'd shoot you at sunrise for selling out the country like he has. 
And that's what all this is about. It's about to distract and deflect. And I got to tell you, I am sickened tonight by the DeSantis supporters uh, that are that are piling on Trump for this when it, 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 and, and gleeful about his persecution by the by the government. It's despicable. Um, little breaking news today on Tucker Carlson. Somebody included me in a tweet today saying, oh, you got to watch Jesse Walters intro to a show tonight on Fox News. I'm like, no, I don't watch that network. I don't support anybody on that network. I don't tell anybody that they shouldn't. But quite frankly, after, you know, I don't care that Jesse Waters did a little riff. This is a network that is out to destroy Trump, that has suppressed the truth from the American people. And wants to keep you stupid. This is an outlet that is solely 100% wholly behind the LBGT movement. They're traitors, and I'm not going to watch that network. Today, they also filed a cease, sent a cease and desist letter to Tucker Carlson over him doing Twitter, a Twitter show. Has he done a show? It's not monetized. He did a video he put up on Twitter. Do you, as an American citizen, not have the right to do a video on Twitter? I haven't seen his contract. But Harmeet Dillon, who's representing Carlson, I should reach out to Harmeet and get her on the show. She said, my friend and client Tucker Carlson will not be silenced by the far left or by Fox News. I doubt Harmeet's doing any hits on Fox these days. She said, Fox is now demanding that Tucker Carlson be silent until after the 2024 election. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Good for him. That's the kind of courage we need in this country. Um, The Dodgers have no courage. They first invited on these trans uh, people that mock nuns to be to be given a a community award. Then they backed off and then they reinvited them. Um, There is a Catholics for Catholics and uh, there's a a bunch of Catholics uh, organizations that are joining together for a people of faith for a prayerful procession at Dodger Stadium on Friday, June 16th um, against the, I guess that's the same night that the drag show, the drag queens, the sisters of perpetual indulgence are going to be there. Um, I don't think anybody should attend. I like what they're doing because something should be said about it. But, yeah, nobody should attend that game. And there's a lot of fans like myself never going back unless that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll be back tomorrow night. Big day in America. Trump's arraignment is tomorrow. See you here at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.